0: first of all, there's no such thing as overcoming fear. There just isn't. Like, You're going to have fear built in as part of your mechanism till the day you die. Welcome to Satori Prime's Have It All podcast, where you get your fix of personal development without any of that fluff podcast dedicated to the unending quest of self-discovery and remembrance. You'll discover new breakthrough thinking and feeling technology that will cause shifts in all areas of your life, your finances, your body, relationships, and most importantly, your mind. You'll uncover your truest self and for probably the first time in your life, feel 100% worthy of having it all. It's time to stop talking and fantasizing about your dream life and start living it. So get ready to have your mind expanded in the best way possible. Now, fair warning, if you implement what you learn here, your life will never, ever be the same. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. So today's testimonial I want to share with you, uh, it's about a meditation that Guy and I recently released. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to it, You can go and download it at satoriprime.com forward slash meditate. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash meditate. So this one comes from Catherine Angus. Thank you for this beautiful meditation. Your voice is so calming. I love the bringing attention to awareness piece and sitting with my negative feelings and honoring, thanking them for being there for me. Sitting and being gentle with these feelings helps them to dissipate. Thank you for this guidance. And thank you, Catherine, for writing this. Uh, And again, if you're interested in doing a very simple and guided meditation that allows you to heal certain ruptures and traumas that have been holding you back for so long, uh, this really is a simple, beautiful way to do it without having to deal with the understanding of why and how they happened. So again, if you head over to SatoriProm.com forward slash meditate, you can grab that today. So what's interesting is I, I think the topic that uh we want to talk to you guys about today or share with you about today is uh, something that we, we kind of built Satori Prime around for a long, long time, fear and how to overcome fear. And I think there's a lot of conversation around overcoming fear. And so it's going to be cool to kind of hear the contrast of where we were around fear, you know, three, four, five years ago, let's say in our teachings. And I think where we are today. And for those that have known us for a long time, this would be pretty interesting. But it's a it's a big difference between kind of like masculine energy, feminine energy, and a lot of other things that we've learned. So I just like to say that, first of all, there's no such thing as overcoming fear. There just isn't like, you're going to have fear built in as part of your mechanism till the day you die, and fear is really good and actually really really healthy. It's what keeps us aware and awake at times. It's what makes us look both ways before we cross streets or think twice before we huck ourselves off of twenty foot cliffs uh, while skiing. Or
1: wait, I'm you sorry, know. you have to look both ways just for you. No, before but
0: yes, the street. Just I've been doing.
1: I'm like a I'm a right turn only kind of guy. So <laughs> I
0: just. You get surprised it. every once in a while on the left?
1: Yeah, it's a, that's why the honking all the time. Yeah, like,
0: that's why, that's why that Alright,
1: well that's a, good for me so, to help.
0: Fear is, it, it's what keeps us alive. And it's, a, it's the oldest part of our system, it's programmed in, it's always going to be looking out there for those things that scare us and thinking that at some point you're going to be able to overcome this thing and live without it is, It's it's just nonsense. I mean, we tried it for many, many years. And then what we played with after that was, okay, so fear is not going anywhere. How can we actually use the mechanism of fear to help us create growth? And that's when we kind of created this whole like fear hunter mentality, which is you go after the things that scare you the most. And on the other side of that, you're going to feel incredible. So you're going to feel superhuman. You're going to feel super accomplished. That's where you create new abilities and uh, understandings of who you are and how you operate and things that were unimaginable to you before and now become imaginable. So that was kind of that that way. And I think we read at one of our live events that courage is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to act while having fear be there. And so I think just coming at it from that perspective and realizing, okay, fear is not going anywhere. That that's baseline number one. That conversation I think for both of us has altered quite a bit when it comes to how to in- how we interact with fear today. Did you want me to just keep going and and kind of give like my spin on on how I think we view it today, or do you want to jump in and, and share? Uh, I'd
1: like to uh, uh get like a personal anecdote about you know what's going on in your life what's being created and then maybe give an example of how you would have approached it before versus how you're approaching it right now.
0: Okay. Well, let me, let me say more about like the new strategy first okay. and then I can kind of like do do both ways. So in the old methodology, what we used to train people in is, okay, like what's the thing that scares you the most? Go after that. Now I'm not dismissing that. I think that's still great. Just the way I would go about it today would be very, very different. So fear is going to arise anytime, anytime that you are experiencing something new. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, then I can probably assert that you're a truth seeker and that you're someone who is in a constant state of looking to expand or up level all areas of your life. Now, look, in order to up level your relationships, guess what, then you need to be You need to have things like radical honesty. You need to say things and and be in conversations that might be very, very difficult for you at that moment. And all of that is going to create fear. It's going to create resistance because our systems are programmed to keep us where we feel safe. But you've seen tons of these memes. The life that you want is not inside that safety bubble for yourself. It's inside of getting uncomfortable. So whether it's growing your business, whether it's investing in yourself, whether it's investing in your relationships or even your health, anytime you're going to try something new, you're going to be met with this, people call it fear, but it's more of like a discomfort and a resistance to to moving forward. Mm -hmm. So before it was all about like, okay, let's just power through it. We'll get through it. And on the other side, we're going to feel really, really great.
1: I'll say with one, with one caveat to that, you know, like, a most personal development mindset space, right, is, is really about shifting the paradigm. It's like opening up your world that you are viewing reality through a narrow scope. And while that may be true for you and in your experience, absolutely true. Uh, it doesn't mean it's the only truth. And certainly there's a lot of other possibilities, variabilities and other angles that you could view any, any area of life from. from. And what does a good coach do? First of all, they help you dismantle uh, a certain view of reality by tracking back through certain memories and traumas or different experiences to show you a thread of how you developed a certain psychology and a certain mindset and a certain view of the world. And you can see like, okay, wow, and I've done that and that there's a pattern to it and that pattern leads you to similar or same results, right? Over and over and over again. And then once you have that, suddenly it's like, oh, okay, cool. I can see that that's not working for me and then the mind gets into like an exploratory state and it develops like a, what we call like an inquiry state. There's suddenly a question in the mind where before the mind was an absolute certainty. That question often leads to what are other ways I can look at it or exploring other ways to look at it through first person experience or a coach will be like, Hey, you know, shoot me like because they perhaps have done that work, have looked at it from a lot of different angles. They could see what small shift could be made in the view. And then it's like, Hey, try on this view instead. Put on these pair of glasses. See what the world looks like, how you experience the world from this place. Do you feel like taking different action? Do you see that taking those actions would resolve in different results? And that's kind of what leads to a lot of transformation for people because suddenly they're like, oh, new view, new action, new results. I also want to add, certainly based on the way that Elon and mine uh, systems have been set up because of our own upbringing, whatnot, the way that Elon and I have been organized for a long time is like we have like an internal override button. So if we're experiencing fear, sadness, whatever, let's call it unpleasant sensation in our body, I think learned even more than me, uh, but certainly I've had these aspects too, where it's like an ability to almost like override sensation for the sake of taking action, even if the action wasn't necessarily in 100% alignment with who we are, or what we were feeling inside, which accidentally now, you know, from the new view, accidentally actually pushes the program back down into the subconscious. So that's not resolving anything. It's just like, hey... If I walk this way, that's going to be uncomfortable. So let me just kind of like go this way and go around it and then I'll take off. But then what ends up happening is as you travel, you keep running up against that unconscious, subconscious piece. And there's really no resolution. So what we're talking about here is uh, I don't want to talk about like resolution, like it's resolved forever, but like actually shifting the sensation within the body or the way that the body is organized around receiving and feeling and interpreting sensation in a way that legitimately you feel new in that environment or in that circumstance where you no longer need the override, you just are being different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great point because like at the end of the day, just check in with yourself in your own life. When have you performed better when you're in a state of fear and panic and like having to overcome things or when you're in a more calm, peaceful state? when do you perform better and create better results so we did that for a long time and we trained people on how to do that how to like shift their mind and create different contexts so that they can still do that people like tony robbins do that all the time you know like the firewalk we used to have people break arrows with the softest part of your neck and you just like walk into this arrow you know things that your mind is going to go haywire, because it thinks that you're trying to kill it. So now I look at it more from, I mean, I look at everything now more from a standpoint of this before. And I think most mindset training is all around figuring out how to overcome certain programs, figuring out how to perform better in when when all this stuff is happening. But realistically, if you just check in, whether it's books, seminars, maybe even work with a coach, everything starts to feel like a bit of a band-aid. What I mean by that is you can alter the conversation for maybe an hour, a day, a week, a month, or even a year. But that same thing comes back. Might come back in a day or two, might come back in a week or two. But it's like you keep dealing with the same thing over and over. And fear is one of those things that you're going to keep dealing with over and over and over and over and over. But if you're dealing with the same fear over and over and over and over and (laughs) over, then maybe instead of looking at it from a Band-Aid perspective, you can actually start to use it as an opportunity to heal and, like Guy said, resolve these fears so that the outside world reflected back to you is no longer needed to reflect that piece. The reason the outside world keeps showing up the same way is because, you know, for simplicity's sake, like, you keep missing the lesson. It keeps triggering the same thing over and over and over and over and over. So now we got a lot more curious about, okay, how do we bring safety, stability, and well-being into the system so that the external world can start to reflect different opportunities for growth instead of constantly triggering these these fear buttons. And that I have found to be, A, a lot softer mm-hmm. <laughs> in the approach. It's not as uh masculine and aggressive. And B, I think creates a lot more long-term well-being than just figuring out that next thing to like how to bust through that next wall and like run even faster and do all of those things.
1: Yeah, uh, somebody asks, why is it that we fear the chance to deserve better? Which is an interesting way to... Say, say that
0: again, why do we...
1: Why is it that we fear the chance to deserve better? I think it mm. has, has, has to do with like, the ability to receive worthiness, honestly. So yeah, kind of what Elon's pointing to is, look, I, you know, the response we normally have is dictated by the mind, right? Because the mind is interpreting some kind of sensation in the body that feels extraordinarily uncomfortable. What we're talking about here is the ability to be with a sensation in such a way that the energy actually metabolizes through the system, the nervous system down regulates, and the body has this natural way of reorganizing itself towards uh, well being and stability, once that energy moves. So then, every time I'm not saying you would stop experiencing fear immediately, although that could happen if the body's ready for that, is that there's going to be a bit more stability and a bit more well being that you're going to like stabilized as an energy like a frequency in the body that again can only be felt like Elon and I can point to this through language but you know there's no language for like what well-being actually feels like in the body there's no language for what stability actually feels like when you stabilize a frequency there's no real language for even what fear is in the body right like I could say I'm afraid and Elon might be like oh I, I understand what you're saying or i empathize or sympathize with what you're saying but he has no idea what fear in my body feels like versus what fear in his body feels like and that's the only evidence he has. So again, like we're using language to talk about terminology that has a wide array, right, of uh, a, almost an infinite range here. So, however, like, you know, somebody else said here, you know, you've taught me to confront what there is. We're basically saying, like, stand in it, you know, because most of the time, and don't like stand in and like suffer, but like stand in it and feel, I think would be a more accurate way of saying it. Because there's this uh, old line that's, uh, they, and you can correct me, bro, because it's a little escaping my. Sure. I mind right now, but it's like, uh, success is basically the ability to stand in no result longer than anybody else. Correct. Right. Now, most people, when they reach no result, they don't stand in no result. They go, Oh, I failed. And then all their programs come online, the fear, the shame, the guilt. And they have this like turn away from versus like a turn to response because it's fight or flight in that moment. You feel like your life is on the line. It's, you know, the mind really blows up <laughs> what what like its interpretation of survival in any moment whether it's hanging out with a big group of people and you're uncomfortable or going to business meeting and giving a presentation or just asking a person out on a date it's like you don't go there because the threat feels like threat to your life right so by standing in something and i will say this not subjectively however objectively observing sensation in the body both accepting Sensations that you enjoy that are pleasant, and accepting sensations that you may not enjoy that are unpleasant. And again, with the mind, by the time you say "I enjoy this" or "I don't enjoy this," you can bet that your mind is involved. If you are just an an ob- objective observer that's accepting both discomfort and comfort and valuing them equally, knowing that they both have equal value in the world, equal feedback, have both have the ability to give you intelligence that is from far from beyond the mind if you sit there so if you watch the sensation you'll find that if you watch it long enough you'll finally you create a space for it to feel safe enough to unbind and let go in the system it metabolizes through and then you'll just have a naturally an increased sense of well-being stability and, and things of this nature so you know over time what you'll find is in moments where you would have had like a, a radical fear response you might have a little bit But then, like, instead of the mind interpreting, the objective witness comes online, watches it, and actually allows for that fear to be there again. Then that energy moves, and you get more uh, well-being and stability in the system. And this is just kind of like a practice that you can do all the time. Now, look, uh, I just want to give a caveat. Like, I've been dealing with a ton of fear for a few weeks now for various reasons. Things that are happening in our business, things that are happening in my family. Again, it's funny how these things happen. Like, I've been head down, family man. I got married and had a kid really, really quickly. And it's a huge transition, right? Like huge transition from where I was before, what I got to focus on, how I approach my business. And like suddenly all your priorities get stacked in a different way. And I'm just at the the 14 month point almost with our our firstborn. And I feel like I'm just starting to stick my head above water, if that makes any sense. And then obviously you don't even get perspective on where you were until you like kind of start popping out of it and like look back and you're like, God damn, a lot has happened. And and I honestly, like I was giving so much energy to this and I continue to, but it's like suddenly I realized like what I've taken upon myself, the amount of energy that it's required for me and that some other areas of life that are important to me have kind of taken a back seat and that those get to kind of like move up the chain a little bit, <laughs> they get to move up the chain a little bit and, and start getting reprioritized so that I can use my energy properly because... When all my energy is here, I'm actually noticing that it's like destabilizing me because some of these like really important aspects of myself are getting negated. So that's kind of like a recalibration that's happening for me right now. But, you know, in short, without going into all the details, uh, it just created a lot of fear and anxiety in my life. And trust me, like all I want to do right now is two things. I either want to hightail it and run, call my mommy and have her hold me. That's like the first response. Uh, the second response is usually like anger or frustration because I, I want to be somewhere else than where I am. And then like the third response that has been developed and I can say is kind of like there, uh, is there now, is like, okay, I get to be with this. And I get to be with this, not like it needs to resolve next week or tomorrow or today and I won't be okay. But it's like, I just get to be with it for as long as this is here and continues to charge up my system so that I can keep bringing more well-being and stability in my system. And, and I have found that doing that over time is creating new levels of stability and well-being in my system. And then again, guess what? Like Life is going to challenge me in a way that beyond what my system is ready for, and it's going to continue to do that. Now, if you make yourself wrong, so to speak, like if you use shame and guilt on yourself, every single time that happens, then you can be assured that you are not making headway. You are actually uh, reinvigorating and doing reps with old patterns, which is actually just strengthening those old patterns. Those are just just strengthen the same responses, the same actions, the same results that you get over and over again versus starting to really build this kind of like patience and grace with yourself that really allows for the system to readjust over time and know that like the my 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 mom's here, she says, I'll hold you. Um, My mom actually, Um, you know, like. That's the thing like you guys got to get, you know, switching your paradigm and seeing like, oh, that doesn't work. If I do it this way, I can see that would work differently. That's an that's an instantaneous transformation, right? Like that's a a mental transformation. Uh, Regardless of that, though, like you might understand that, hey, how I'm responding right now is not helping me. Yet the response is still there. The body and the mind are not great at communicating with each other. They don't use the same language. So it's like when oftentimes we try to force the body into having a response, it actually works against you because the body doesn't like you showing up that way. So it's something that you want to really understand is like the mind is quick, but the body is patient. It takes its time. It took a long time for that to develop into your system. It's going to take some time for it to develop out of there. And and really what the mind is for is to enable an objective awareness in partnership with the body, with the heart, that allows the body to start feeling safer about its keeper, about its watcher, right? Because this is really the protection mechanism. And it wants a partner that shows up with patience and grace. It doesn't want a partner that beats the shit out of it every single time it's upset, which is how most of us are showing up. And that's why the body never unbinds itself. It's like stuck in a, in a loop state of like shame and guilt over and over again. And these are the, the lowest vibrations and frequencies that we can experience.
0: So, so to give you guys like a, an image of what this looks like on the inside. And, and this was a huge thing for me, right? So the parts that are afraid are parts that are three years old, four years old. And they're like little boy and girl parts. If you're a boy, you have little boys inside. If you're a girl, you have little girls inside that are trapped in time and are living your life. Now, think of the things that you do even on a daily basis. I'm not even talking about the big things. But like on a daily basis, there are things that you do that to a three-year-old would be so scary Mm -hmm. that it's going to react. It's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have the conversation with mom. I don't want to have the conversation with my boss. I don't want like, Right? Like you can imagine to a three-year-old, it's going to be really, really scary. Now, this is what we do. We say, shut the fuck up. We're going to do this. And we drag this little boy or girl kicking and screaming the entire time and going like, don't care. Jump off that cliff. Right? And it's very frightening to that to the system internally. And so there's a lot of resistance. Like even if you dragged a three, four year old and you made it through whatever that was and you felt good for the moment, the next time you want to take that big old leap, that kid is like, I remember this last time. This did not feel good. I do not want to do this. Let's please stop. And it starts the whole freak out again. So that's kind of where Guy and I started meeting because I think every education is any tool that you learn can be super powerful and every tool has limitations. So there are things that we practice. It's like, okay, I took it to the edges of what this is capable of. And now we started to ask different questions. So you can think about the new approach this way. Just like you grew up and things that scared you when you were three no longer scare you. I mean, I'd imagine if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you're not really worried about monsters coming in from under your bed, right? You have different monsters that you're worried about right now, but those monsters, not so much, right? You might not necessarily be worried about like walking through a middle school thing and having a bunch of girls make fun of you or a bunch of guys make fun of you or something like that, but you have different ones now, like elevated fears. So if you can think about it this way, you have aged, right? Like you've matured in certain areas, but the parts inside have not. Imagine that you just got trapped in time. What if the new practice was to help those parts mature and grow up as well? So that as you go and approach these different avenues and different things in life, the fear response isn't of a three-year-old or a four-year-old, but maybe it's you can get it to a fear level of a 12 or 13-year-old. Maybe you can do even more work and get it to a place where it's like a 16, 17, 18-year-old, right? Like You can notice how the fear response is going to be very different from someone older than someone much younger. And so a lot of the work that we do today is allowing these parts, their time in the day, to first and foremost have their freak out. And I had this like really, really powerful <laughs> insight many years ago when Chai was about four, because I'd always tried to imagine that I was talking to a four-year-old version of myself. i put myself in a cute little outfit and I would have these conversations. It was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a great practice. That's what you got to do that. But the first time that I switched it and I could actually see my son in front of my eyes and realize that if he ever came to me, And we had these moments where he was so scared. I couldn't bring the words out of my mouth to say to him that I would say to myself. Mm. Like I would never speak to him the way I told my little boy to shut the fuck up and man up and do what needs to get done because fuck you and your little fears. Mm. Never. Like they wouldn't even cross my mind. How would I go and treat this little boy? And that's what I started asking myself. It's like, what would I do? I would acknowledge that he's afraid, first and foremost. Like, you get to be afraid. Fear is one of the things in life that we all get to experience. I, too, have a lot of fear here and there. Now, to the four-year-old, realizing that an adult has fear is like, wait, you're afraid, too? Mm -hmm. This is okay? That's big, right? Then the next thing, it's like, having conversations, not to have him man up and toughen up, and but to get acquainted with the fear, maybe why it's happening, and to realize that he has support and safety here with me whenever he wants. And once I started to get that, and I actually started to do that internally for myself, now, before, like, I'm, I'm walking you guys through the whole process. So, like, I had this insight. Then I start to sit there and what happened was old, old Elon, like old training that I used to do is like, okay, I'm just going to put myself on the court and I'm going to run through that wall. And like I said, he and I have a, a certain personality makeup where we can like override our system, override our system in, in a sense of it's like there's, there's basically one question that we ask: is this going to kill me? If the answer is no, we're, I'm going to go do it. That, that's, now for most of you, that is absolutely not the way that you approach life. But for me, it's very simple. It's like, that, and that was the old programming that I became aware of. It's like, oh, it's not going to kill me. Let's jump. So now I'm a lot more aware of that. But I started to do the work where what's beautiful is you don't need to actually put yourself physically in the environment to deal with that little boy or girl inside or deal with the fear. If you bring anything that, that is creating discomfort or fear in your system right now, like any circumstance, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's your health, maybe it's your finances, like bring anything into your awareness right now and you will immediately notice that your body internally is already responding. Now maybe your heart collapses, maybe you're feeling tension in your throat or your neck, maybe your stomach just took like a big deep dive or got like all crunched up. Whatever it is, just know that your body knows no difference between you actually being in the moment or bringing it into your mind's eye. So where is it safer for you to work on your fears? Out there on the court or in your mind's eye first? And public speakers, like if you if you do any public speaking course, what do they tell you? If you have a, a shit fear of like getting in front of people, they tell you visualize it. Visualize yourself giving that speech in front of a room of four people, then 10 people. Then 20, like actually have the experience of being out there so that when you come out in front, you've already trained your system, right? Like you've matured that little boy or girl in that environment. And so that's a lot of the work that I do now around fear. And whereas before I had to close my eyes and like really sit there in silence and just go internal and really be with the part and have all this conscious wear. I'm already at the state where I could be in the moment, not always, but be Mm -hmm. in the moment walking through. So like tennis is a great example for me because my little boy hates to lose, hates to lose. He thinks that all love and acceptance and belonging goes away when he loses. That's just one of the programs that I have. Isn't it funny how certain things just find us instead of us finding them? I keep hearing these stories from you guys about how you find our podcast, and I have to tell you, it makes me so happy. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this journey together, and I believe that we bump into each other at just the perfect moments in life. You know what I mean? Well, if you feel that way, and you're looking for a home to find more amazing seekers just like yourself, you're looking to explore new depths of reality and who you are in this world, you're looking to heal feel self-expressed, empowered, and full of love, passion, and peace, then come check us out at The Collective. Because you'll laugh, you'll cry, and most of all, you'll grow and expand like never before. You see, Guy and I host two live calls every single month for this amazing community we've called The Collective. And it'll cost you less than a dollar a day. In fact, just $19 per month to be exact. So again, if you love this podcast and are getting massive value just from this, then just imagine for a second what being on a call live with Guy and I every two weeks will do for you in your life. You can come check it out, stay for as little as you want or as long as you like. There are no long-term commitments necessary, just your commitment to yourself to learn and grow. So if you want to join us at The Collective, just head over to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and start your journey. So when I'm up there serving and I'm down this X, whatever, right in the game, and the little boy starts freaking out, I actually have the ability now in the moment, literally like while I'm bouncing the ball, I just ask, am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? And in that moment, I bring all of my love and support to that little boy to let him know that A, I'm there and I'm not going anywhere. Win, win the game, win the point, lose the point. I'm not going anywhere. And I can immediately feel that he relaxes. This fear that's like gripping him right now because he's afraid that love is going to disappear because that's what got programmed when he was three. So he starts to relax. Now with that relaxation, I too, physically, like my body relaxes as well. This is why people visualize whether you're an athlete, whether you're, you know, you negotiations, even conversation with your spouse, like you can have these mind's eye virtual reality, quote unquote, experiences and actually start to do these work with these parts and then have that start to create new actions. Because when there's safety in the system, you're naturally going to take bigger and bigger actions. And to me and i'm sure guy to use the same it's it's just a lot more gentle of a process uh that i actually think has a lot better long term results than how we used to approach fear
1: yeah I, I agree with that 100% i mean like it is a an extraordinary amount of energy <laughs> to try to constantly turn the stream of even how your body's operating or what energy is available or what circumstances you're yeah. dealing with to try to turn it in a way that makes you feel safe that's a, just a lot a lot more effort and then and i'll say this though like it, it does take courage or bravery or whatever you want to call it in kind of a different way with this approach because you got to know that there is a lot of stuff moving through your system that you're going to deem uncomfortable it's just part of sensation if you sit in Vipassana and 10 day meditation sits like that's the whole practice is like there are sensations in your body. There are uncomfortable sensations that you're going to be avoiding and there's going to be comfortable ones that you're going to be attached to. And it's like, and, and actually at the end of the day, they're both causing pain. So I think what's important here just to add to it is like where you're watching from really matters, Mm -hmm. right? So you're going through a sensation. Most people are like, Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying, but then they're watching, but they're watching from the part of the mind that judges yeah they're they're watching from the worry i'm still i'm still bouncing back and forth between this all the time but the, you know you're watching from the worry you're watching from the concern you're watching from the scarcity you're watching from the fight or flight response basically mm-hmm. right you're watching from the uh sympathetic nervous system and from there you'll find yourself looping it'll be like the mind is chewing on a piece of gum but it's the same piece of gum and the flavor never quite changes so really um and again this is why having a mentor or somebody work with you is to point to these things, like how to move the awareness kind of like upgraded to a higher level of frequency that allows for objectivity to be the natural state of that awareness. So that as you're in the sensation, that's the awareness that's watching. It's just, it's a, like a pure observer that adds nothing and takes nothing away from the watch. It's just watching and just seeing sensation for what it is, which is just sensation. And look, as, as you move, Two things will happen, right? Because, again, some of the sensation is going to metabolize through the system and and actually liberate and free itself. And then, again, on a different note, it's like that sensation comes up again. You're slowly reprogramming the protective mind, though, to not overreact when that sensation enters the body and to actually enter a pure objective state so that more of that energy can liberate and more of it can become free. And that is really the difference between trying to make something happen and just letting it happen naturally naturally knowing that there is a universal principle uh, in the entire universe that moves everything towards balance and neutrality. And since you're part of that whole universe, then you watching from that pure observer, which I would say like God is the purest observer, if you want to call it that, um, or a way of looking at it, uh, that's what's helping energy move and liberate and free itself all the time. So, you know, the more we can uh, bring that into our daily practice, I think the more, the more freedom everyone's going to experience for sure.
0: Yeah, just because I've been watching this, there's a show on Netflix called The Messiah which is super interesting if anyone uh, I see
1: I see a lot of people posting about it it's making its rounds
0: Yeah it's it's just really unique um uh, just a really cool show and uh I was meditating the other day and I actually had an experience of uh from that show and without like trying to ruin anything it was really about accepting everything as is and I think whenever we have fear We tend to step back because that's how the system is wired. It's like, it's almost like that electrified fence situation where you like buzz into it and you're like, oh God, that was painful. And you take maybe like a giant two or three steps back. And then it, for some, they, they won't even take those two, three steps back forward. They're like, no, 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 absolutely not. In the show, there's this constant feed of like, everything happens for a reason right? Like God's will, everything happens for a reason. Now, whatever your beliefs around it or not, I can only share mine. And I know that the more I've lived in the state that everything is happening for me and through me, through me, for me, I should say, (laughs) then you stop being in an argument with the different sensations that you have. You stop being in an argument when fear is coursing through your body. You start being in an argument where sadness is coursing through your body. You stop being in an argument when, you know, uh, for me, like anger is through the body. And two things I've noticed. One is when I can allow that stuff to just be there, it actually passes through a lot faster because a lot of the time it's not the fear itself that's crippling you. It's the resistance to having fear that is upsetting you more than anything else. It's like, I shouldn't be afraid. I should be more courageous. I should be able to do this. I should, and all of that just kind of bottles it up and creates all this resistance energy and you actually end up feeling this crippling fear a lot more. The other thing that I've noticed as I've started to do these practices is with the, so energy is always wanting to be in motion, right? Emotion, energy in motion. So it's wanting to go through you. So no resistance, acceptance, it actually goes through a lot faster. There's a benefit that I've started to realize that, I don't know, is a lot of people talk about, and I don't want to make this the agenda or the goal for you actually living in the state, but bro, I'm sure you realize it too. It's like when that energy moves through, it almost allow it creates this vacuum, and it allows for new information and new energy to come through. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, that new information or new frequency or energy is a lot more uplifting. It's it's empowering. It's very inspired. It's shocking at times. Like I've had crazy amounts of like beautiful gifts come online. It, it's just been really beautiful. And so I'm trying not to make the game. You know allowing the stuff through for that to happen. Yeah. It's just a byproduct that I've seen that when you actually allow for and release this stuff, new new information comes through and it's really, really beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important too is to not turn anything into like a achievement game, kind of like mm-hmm. you know I was alluding to with tennis or if anything else. Like most of us are programmed around achievement. So like our self-worth, how much love we think we deserve, respect. Everything comes from achievement, especially if you're like more of a a rigid type rule oriented kind of person. Like for you, it's like perfection or nothing else. It's like, if I'm not perfect, I get no love. But that goes all the way down the line from pretty much every character style that that a person might have. So if you're taking fear or resolving fear or liberating energy as another thing to achieve, then the only thing you get on the back end of it is more of that hurt of, oh, I'm not good because I'm not liberating fear, you know, like this kind of stuff, even if it's just unconscious. And then you get more in your system of I'm not worthy. And then you're trying to create things or visualize things or manifest things. And the system's actually responding with, I'm not worthy because that's what you're reaffirming to the system, even again, if it's unconsciously over and over again. So, you know, whether you approach fear from what we're calling like our, our old patterns, which is like the override and the paradigm shift, or whether you're approaching it with the new and, and they're both effective depending on where you are on your journey, right? some people. Honestly, you, you get to right now, ask for something that's unreasonable and push yourself past where you've been before to notice that, hey, that stress I've been experiencing, like, whoa, that's nothing in, compar- compar- in comparison to what I can achieve if I just ask. Right? Like That's appropriate at a certain level of consciousness. And then there is another level of consciousness where it's beyond the paradigm and it really is just energetics. However, again, if you are attached to the achievement, you're attached to your body moving the energy in a particular amount of time, you're attached to people saying yes because you made an unreasonable request, you're really just going to incite yourself back to old programs that are attached to achievement, which again is going to loop you into some of these older patterns, which is going to actually make it more difficult to liberate. So uh, ultimately, it's like really, really, really just allowing for your body to do what it knows how to do, for allowing the eternal energy that works with your body to do what it knows what to do. Again, I say this a million times, but I'll say it here again, even on the physical plane of our bodies, when you get a cut or you break a bone, the body knows what to do. It it mends those things without you asking for it. And you never have to say, hey, I need neutrality again, or it's time to liberate or it's time to heal it. It just knows what to do. So know that at the emotional, energetic, at the spiritual level, like It's the same thing. It just knows what to do. It is not asking for your participation. It's asking for your awareness. Yeah. You know, and a lot of us are over participating in our lives, so to speak, because we think we know where our lives are supposed to go. And oftentimes when people ask, what's my purpose or how do I find my alignment? The reason you're not finding it is because you're constantly meddling in your life. And it's the meddling is coming from the parts of you that are trying to create safety but they're the same parts that hide your alignment and your purpose from your view. So if you can allow for some relaxation around those parts and start trusting your body to take care of things the way you trust it to, to cut or, you know, a broken bone or a, a woman with, you know, child labor and all those kind of things, and you really just trust those things, you will see that your body is naturally moving to those things. And I'm telling you, like, Yon and I have been doing that practice week in, week out for three years. It is a incremental shift practice. And again, I have a child at home. He's learning incrementally. He doesn't just wake up one day and boom—it's like colors, boom, language—it's b b b b b l l until it's blue, you know. Like it, that takes an incremental shift in consciousness and his constant awareness and practice and stuff like that. And when we move away from us, thinking that that's how children learn, but adults learn different—no, that's how a human learns. So when it comes to your spirituality, allow yourself to be that child that's stumbling and falling and learning that way. And you, if you want to be the adult, be the way that an adult would be around a one-year-old. You don't berate it every time the child falls on the ground. You're like, that's okay, get back up. You know, like there's that there's that encouragement, that open-heartedness that comes along with it, that love. Like no love gets taken away from a child because it's stumbling while it's walking. Yet the adult constantly removes love from itself because it's stumbling and falling. So those are like the little micro shifts that if you start making them uh, will really allow for honestly, an acceleration to occur as you stop trying to make it happen. That's the irony, right? Like life is such a paradox. It's like the less you effort, the more acceleration you have. The more you effort, the slower things will go. And that seems really ironic in the world of like do more to get more. And when it comes to this aspect of it, it seems to be true.
0: You know, it's interesting. You're talking about kids and I'm just thinking like when kids play with each other and they're young, they don't have that Contrast bias that adults do. They're not looking at other kids and going, he's faster than me. He's doing this better than me. Like he's, they don't do that. That comes a lot later. I mean, like, Shai is eight and I, I can just start to see that it's coming online. What's interesting is they look outwardly and they get inspired by kids doing certain things and they want to go do them. So, like, they're at the playground, right, and they see someone climbing something that they've never climbed. They don't go, like, oh, my God, I can't do that. Like, he's climbing that. I can't. They just go and try to climb or shoot a hoop. Or It's really interesting because as adults, we stop ourselves from even trying because, like, oh, they're so much better than me.
1: Yeah. I already know how it's going to turn out.
0: Yeah, because of all of our programming. So – Yeah, that stuff comes on a lot, a lot later. Yeah. Look, and and it's
1: true, though, if if the energy that's taking the action, that's always taking that action, takes that action, then in in anecdotal truth, like, chances are it is going to end up the way that you're envisioning it's going to end up because that's what that energy provides. And you've used that energy so often that you know so well what that energy provides that you can predict the outcomes of your actions and how it's going to interact with people. What's going to lead to, and it's going to lead to more, better, different of the same results that you've had over and over again. That's why it's so important to liberate energy, to free yourself from that energy and start shifting that energy so the body can naturally be organized around neutrality and well being and stability and stuff like that. Because then there's a new energy that's provided that's taking the action. And that's really ultimately what we see shifts people's lives in the greatest of ways. It really is not like, oh, I got to take this new action I see now. But then it's like what's behind it is the same old scarce energy. Then even that new action is going to sniff of the old results. It's going to look pretty much the same. It is truly when the body responds differently to the same occurrence, but the sensation is now new. And what leads the body is not scarcity and fear, but it's just awareness, stability. Presence, alignment, right? So it's like, okay, I won't take that action until I feel that energy liberate and be in alignment. Look, that might mean that you don't get to take that action for a week. That might mean you don't take that action for a month, maybe even a year.
0: And then you, you got to deal with the. And you the... got to
1: just sit there, right? You got to sit in that no result until it's liberated. Look, how many people do you guys know that have been in bad relationships and they get out and they're all heartbroken and they're like, you know, ah, and they're crying and all the things? And like, I, I feel you. I've been in that place. It is a very difficult great place to be right and you try to take action from that place you try to find another partner you try to build a business while that's going on you try to get your health in order while that's going on it's like everything goes to shit like everything starts breaking down they find another person but it's super toxic like why because the energy hasn't shifted it hasn't liberated right you know a system hasn't reorganized and it's using that same energy to try to create and then it gets you know results in all areas of life that are similar to that kind of like breakdown that they had before
0: so I think that's a a good way of viewing it. Yeah, so I think if 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 I had to put a bow on this, it's like before we were in the energy of overcoming and just kind of like dragging our little kids wherever we go, I think today we're a lot more interested in healing and integrating all of these parts so that we're like one whole complete, being system, if you will, moving forward in that direction. And I can tell you, again, from just my personal experience that when these little boy, little girl that you have inside, when they feel supported, when they feel accepted, when they feel that you're there and you're not going anywhere, they can do incredible things. Like your magic resides in there, not in your mind. So the magical results, the effortless results, the things that just take your breath away in life aren't going to come from you thinking your way into them. And so if you practice doing more of this and actually allowing more of that safety and well-being to be in, you're going to have like inspired thoughts come through of things that you can take action on, and that action will move with such velocity because it is in perfect alignment for where you are on your path at this exact moment instead of you going the path that I'm on is wrong. I need to be on that path. And then you go and you meddle and you effort. Yeah.
1: It's real. It's really about creating alignment between your heart, your body, your mind, your heart and your mind specifically, uh, and really starting to be sensitive to that. These two systems are using a drastically different language to speak to you. And also they don't communicate well with one another. So it requires a different level of awareness to be able for the mind to listen to the body yep. and, and not be stuck in, in like an ordinary type of mind where most people are, where they really aren't listening or getting the clues that allow them to more easily move into systems of alignment, which allow for the body to relax, allow for mind to get into inquiry allow for inspiration to come through the system and actually penetrate and hit all the way down through the energy system and then actually reveal itself as wisdom to the mind, which reengineers and reconfigures and gives the mind new information on how it could actually use these resources to develop things in physical manifestation. And so it really is readjusting to, again, how these systems communicate, how you can get informed by kind of slowing down and really how you can create more in your life by letting go of effort versus trying to work so much harder to try to make things happen, which again, we point to people in the world that that's working for, but most people in the world are really hard workers or aren't afraid of hard work. And then most people in the world are far from where they want to be. So it's prudent for us to understand that when we stick a certain person under a microscope in society and say, Hey, this is the archetype. This is the model for success for them. That's true. But if we apply that same thing to seven and a half other billion people, we're gonna we're gonna fail miserably over and over again and a lot of people do that by putting people on pedestals and trying to use them as idols in that way and uh they never really truly find their own alignment. So even if they go succeed in that strategy, it oftentimes feels not good for them and then it eventually evaporates,
0: falls apart, or creates a lot more hardship in their life. So that's something else that you definitely want to take a look at. So yeah, you know, to Guy's point, like if you're if you've been out there and you've read books and you've, you know, watched this webinar or this seminar and it's like it's given you things to think about, but it hasn't quite produced the result that you want. I'd offer that what you maybe want to look at is a more customized process to your journey. Because a lot of the books that people write and things that are recorded, it was good for that person because it worked for that person's system. I kind of say it's like, you know, what you're looking to do is unlock the ability for this to communicate with this, but, that process in doing that is individual for you like it is for me and like it is for Guy. We all have different keywords and passcodes and things that need to be spun this way and that way. So if you're interested in finding out what your custom blueprint, if you will, could be for you, uh, we have a very, very simple way you can do that. You can go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash talk. And you can actually book in a free session with our concierge. And uh, this woman, Nikki, is absolutely amazing. She's a coach, really, really gifted human being who you can just chat with and she'll give you guidance, whether it's a book to read or maybe it's a video of ours to watch or something that can help you exactly where you're at in your journey at this time instead of having it come from, I need to fix this, or I need to overcome this, allow someone to give you some reflection and, and feedback. It'll it'll serve you greatly, just like it has for us.
1: And there, there is a secondary option there, too, if you guys are feeling called to get on a coaching call uh, with Elon or myself and actually do get like a complimentary coaching call, which typically for us, for a one-on-one client, is $2,000. Uh, we do a one-time only $99 complimentary coaching call and you can actually come experience how we can start working with uh, energetics, but also your mindset, psychology, looking at areas that you might be afraid of or you want to upgrade in or something that you want to resolve. So if you want to, get actually get an experience of what it's like to work with us, there is that option on that page as well. Otherwise, of course, you can do a free call, kind of like a discovery call with a concierge, and she can give you some guidance. And, you know, if it's appropriate, then also send you to us for more questions. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's talk. Uh, love you very much. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye everybody.
0: I really hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation as much as we did delivering it. And as always, thank you for your continued loyal support and your listening. Now, if you haven't already done so, please make sure you go to Facebook right now and request to join our amazing private group. It's called Personal development without the fluff. It is a quickly grown community with amazing souls and amazing support. So, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I can absolutely guarantee that you will love that group. Also, as I mentioned earlier, if you head to satoriprime.com forward slash mysatori, you can grab that latest 90 minute mind expanding training for free. So, go grab a notepad, a drink, and buckle up for that one amazing ride. And until next time, have an amazing day, my friend. We look forward to personally connecting with as many of you as possible and seeing how Satori Prime can help you achieve your dreams today.